laying your instruments in front of a live crowd, to hitting the ropes in a squared circle. Welcome to Riffs and Body Slam. Now here's your host. Happy Thanksgiving, listeners. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 60 of Riffs and Body Slams. Yes, I'm your host, Gmo, recorded from the beautiful suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. Oh, yeah, it's the holiday edition, of course. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about WWE Survivor Series. We'll give you little preview and predictions. A very short card, by the way. We'll talk about that very shortly. Also, we'll talk about New Music Friday, my personal favorite. A very short list as well. A lot of things are going to be very short on this podcast. Yes, it's a holiday. Holiday week here in the United States. I know we have some international listeners. And if you're a new listener, feel free to hit the subscribe button so you never, ever miss a podcast each and every week. Well, I try to keep it each and every week. But if you're a new listener, hit the subscribe button so you never miss any action. And if you're a loyal listener that's dedicated to this podcast each and every week, send me your first name and where you're from. No credit card needed, no social security number. You don't have to send me any kind of form of payment or bounce checked. Just send me your name and where you're from, free of charge, and I will highlight you on the podcast for my gratitude and just say thank you for being a loyal listener. By the way, where you can send this information, riffsandbodyslams at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up via email. I do have the Twitter Twitch and YouTube Riffs and Body Slams. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the follow. Do have the second YouTube page, Riffs and Body Slam Plus. Add the plus at the very end. What else is going on? Ah, yes. Well, yes, here in the United States, it's Thanksgiving. It's a good time to hang around with your family, your friends, your neighbor, your co-workers, or maybe yourself. Or, hell, maybe you're working on Thanksgiving, but I salute you, my friend, if you're working on Thanksgiving. Uh, again, thank you to all the men and women serving in the military. Thank you to the men and women who currently uh, are working in the police force and the fire department, EMTs, and the hospitals. Uh, these guys don't get holidays. So just think about that for a very second. Uh, again, these fine men and women are out there in uniform taking care of our asses, and uh, thank you, especially if you are working in the force. Thank you. But, yeah, man, Thanksgiving. I'm sitting there think about, man, well, Gmo, wh- what are you thankful for? Well, I'm thankful for, thankful for you guys listening to this podcast, of course. But, you know, I'm thankful for, you know, uh, food and beer. Oh, yeah, beer. Speaking of beer. Crack one open if you're at home on Thanksgiving. Yeah, there you go. Crack one open, my friends. Holidays time is around. We're on the road to Christmas. Yeah, we're on the road to Christmas. Cruising towards the month of December. Time is flying by, man. So I hope everything is doing well for you. hope you're staying safe and healthy as always. Just a little me and you, a little conversation here. And uh, yeah, man. As I mentioned, I'm in the suburbs of Chicago. As I'm recording this podcast, AEW is in town at the Wind Trust Arena in downtown Chicago. No, my ass won't be there. 
Uh, I will be here. I'm going to come from my home drinking a cold one, of course, watching it on my TV. So there's that. But I will be at the Forge of Joliet this coming Friday on Black Friday. Oh, man, two and a half hours of Machine Head. Oh, man, it's going to raise some hell. I can't wait for that show. I will be there. I know that place will be jam-packed. Small-ass club filled with what? I'm not sure what the capacity is. 800 people. Good time to headbang. And it's going to be a great night, man. I can't wait. Dan. Second time seeing Machine Head. Uh, never disappoint, man. So it's going to be a good time. What else is going on? Uh, December 2nd, I will be at the uh, Acarta Theater. Or how, that's how you said Acadia? Acardia Theater in St. Charles, Illinois. I'll be seeing Wasp. Yes, the legendary 80s metal band Wasp will be there with Armor Saint. Uh, being a headliner, so it's my first time seeing both bands. From my understanding, John Bush is back on lead vocals for Armor Saint. So, good stuff, man. I can't wait to see both bands. I, I love Wasp and I love Armor Saints. So, I can't wait to be at the show on that Friday, December 2nd. If you're going to be there, stop by and say hello. Can't wait for a kick-ass night of rock and roll. And, um, yeah, man, I think that's it for concerts for the year, to be honest with you. Who knows? Maybe something else might pop up. But, yeah, in the meantime, if you're going to any shows, uh, pro wrestling show, small to big, or any rock and roll shows touring this country, dude, send me some pictures of the show, video, set list, uh, the match card, whatever it may be. I love to have a chat. Again, as a metalhead, a rock fan, a, uh, again, a hard rock fan, a pro wrestling fan, I love to you know, talk about this stuff with other fans out there. It's good times, man, especially at a pro wrestling show. Every time AEW comes to town, I love talking to a bunch of different people outside of the venue. A lot of people I talk to are not from here. I mean, uh, was it all out? We were waiting for the doors to sh uh, you know, open up. And a bunch of people I talked to are from Detroit and Philadelphia and Virginia. So people are driving across town or flying to the great state of Illinois. Even shows, too, as well, rock and roll shows. I talked to a lot of local people, like when I went up to Milwaukee to see Exodus and Testament and Death Angel. A lot of local people love hearing uh, a lot of older fans as well, seeing a lot of major rock bands back in the heyday, like Pantera in the 90s and uh, you know, a white zombie, and it's pretty cool, man. I enjoy talking about that shit with other people, so I'm pretty sure there's people out there can relate as I am, but nevertheless, I'm going to shut up. By the way, I got a brand spanking new intro. What do you think about it, huh? Trying to keep it professional, right? Well, I mean, I, I try to. All right, I'm going to shut up now. Let's talk about the riffs portion of the show. Talk about all things rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. Yeah, welcome to the riffs portion of the show where I talk about all things rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. We're going to talk about, let's talk about New Music Friday, man. First Friday of December, December 2nd, a very short list. It's probably like, what, not even 10 bands? But hey, by the way, talk about it. This list, you can follow me at loudware.com, 2022 hard rock metal album releases calendar. That's a mouthful right there, but yes. You can follow me on this list on this website, loudwire.com. They get the credit. 
Um, again, I just relate the information to you guys. All right, in alphabetical order, start from the very top. All right, band number one for December 2nd, New Music Friday, Ambry and Dawn. You got a brand spanking trivial album to Alba. Uh, Alba. Uh, I believe from the 70s disco era. Interesting. So, Ambient Dawn, Take a Chance, a metal tribute to ABBA. I'm about to check it out. All right, Destroyer 666. Got a brand spanking new album called Never Surrender. Hammers of Misfortune has a brand spanking new album called Overtaker. Mick Jaguar, not Mick Jagger, Mick Jaguar. This is a band called, got a brand spanking new album called Salvation. The band Necrophobic has Blood Hems re-release. NOFX, I know that band, got a brand spanking new album called Double Album. Tarja has the best of living the dream, and White Lung has pre Yeah, so there we go, December 2nd, New Music Friday, go check it out. Oh man, it's a new music, man. Have you heard the new Disturbed album called Davidian? I heard half the album, I gotta check out the rest, but uh, let me know what you think about the new Disturbed album, if you're a hard rock fan. Uh, so far, the first couple tracks is pretty good. I know the whole album is different. They're trying to go towards a harder, uh, hard roots. The very early days of Disturb. I know some of the key members, uh, Dan Donegan, the guitarist, and the, the drummer Mike has been going through a divorce. I think that's kind of been a big key play when it comes to writing these riffs. So a lot of these riffs are a little heavier. But I got to check out the rest of the album. But I'll give you guys a review in next episode, which is episode number 61. All right. I'll promise that. Fingers crossed. All right. What else is going on? Let's talk about touring. Let's talk about the touring and what's going on in the world of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal for the year of 2023. So, uh, well, let's talk about an unfortunate news. If you have tickets to see the Misfits, yes, the legendary punk rock band, uh, they canceled their Las Vegas New Year's Eve concert. Very sad. Um, and the Misfits posted their statement on their social media, and I quote, It is with regret that due to an unexpected personal matter, the Misfits are unable to perform our show in Las Vegas on December 31st. We're, we are looking forward to hopefully seeing you at the show in 2023. Refunds will be available at the point of purchase. So, uh, unquote. Well, if you bought your tickets... An advance for the Misfits in Las Vegas and New Year's Eve. Uh, well, hopefully it's uh, sounds like it's only refundable only, possibly, right? Or maybe you can hold on to them to uh, next year, sometime next year. So, very unfortunate news, not sad news, but unfortunate news for fans who are into the Misfits. Speaking of sad news, well, let's transition to that. Legendary Thrashers, Nuclear Assault. Calls it quits again. So my understanding, this band has called it quits numerous times in the past. Uh, well, they just recently announced on social media that they're calling it quits. So if you're a fan of Nuclear Assault, they're done. We'll see how fast they'll get back together in the near future. Or this could be it forever. Great band, by the way. So there's a rumor that legendary German thrash metalers creator... 
will be returning to the North America for a winter tour in early 2023. No dates has been confirmed, but it's been rumored. All right, if you're a punk rock fan and you love bowling, Las Vegas has announced on May 26th through the 29th of 2023 in downtown Las Vegas, the 23rd annual Punk Rock Bowling and Music Festival. Here's the bands that are going to be playing on this festival. Rancid, Bad Religion, Dropkick Murphys, The Interrupters, Pseudocidal Tennessees, The Damned, L7, Me First, and The Gimme Gimmies, Face to Face, The GBH, The Exploited, Fishbone, Agnostic Front, Crackety Rejects, The Slackers, and, oh, Antiheroes, and more. So you're a fan of punk rock and bowling? This is going down to downtown Las Vegas, May 26th to the 29th, the 23rd annual Punk Rock Bowling and Music Festival. Good stuff. Hey, if you're a, a big fan of classic rock band, a super group of, of sorts, the Winery Dogs has announced the 2023 U.S. tour dates. Um, truck starts in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, February 15th. It's in uh, Santa Paula, Brazil, April 30th, but here in the United States, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, April 6th. Here in Chicago, you got the St. Charles at the Arcadia Theater, March 10th. So check out the supergroup, the Winery Dogs 2023 tour. No opening band so far, but uh, if you don't know the band, great band, by the way, Richie Kotzen on guitar and vocals, Billy Sheehan on bass, great bass player, and uh, dr the one of the greats, Drummer Mike Poitnori, formerly known from uh, Dream Theater. Hell of a drummer. Richie Kotzen, formerly known from Poison, who got fired from Poison for obvious reasons. Look it up. <laughs> Very funny. But uh, he's a great guy, man. Great, great uh, vocalist and guitarist. And Billy Sheehan, man. Guy is a master on bass. He's like the Eddie Van Halen on bass. He does tapping. Very great player, so... Awesome super group. Check out the Winery Dogs on their 2023 World Tour. So what else is going on? Oh, well, 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 well. Cruising through the touring of 2023. Any festivals? Nothing of right now. I know Pantera announced a couple more shows in Europe. Uh, let me pull that up really quick here. So, yes, Pantera is cruising through Europe of 2023. Nothing has been announced for the U.S. yet. Obviously, you got the U.S. festivals announces for next year for the Danny Wimmers. Shows like Sonic Temple, Welcome to Rockville, Aftershock. All these festivals has been confirmed. But again, as of right now, there's no Pantera rumors on these major festivals. But yeah, uh, Pantera has announced they're going to be doing uh, new European tour dates. Again, we do have some European international listeners on this podcast. So if you live in Bulgaria, Romania, Hungary, Austria, Poland, Czech Republic, Germany, Denmark, and uh, Germany again. Uh, these are the newly dates, arena dates for Pantera, Pantera can't speak, man, of the Celebration Tribute Tour going down to May through June. Uh, and again, so far the confirmed dates. Dude, that's coming up fast. The very first show, the very first celebration tour uh, date 
It's December 2nd, man. That's next Friday. That's coming up. So I can't wait to see this first show. I definitely will be on the internet really fast. So keep your eyes peeled on YouTube and health.net uh, on December 2nd because that's what will be the very first show of the Celebration Tour. Um, again, they'll be going through South America, Mexico, Brazil, and then they'll be heading over to Europe and uh, the international dates and May of 2023. So uh, there's that. All right, so that's all the touring. Let's talk about news in the world of rock. If you keep a tab on my Twitter page, Riffs and Body Slams, uh, there's been a little beef between the legendary classic rock band Journey. I'm not sure if you've been keeping tabs on there or not, but uh, there's a little legal issue within the band. Now with former members within the band. So apparently Journey keyboards, keyboardist Jonathan Kane has been going through some legal, ish, legal issues with Neil Scone, the original guitarist of Journey. So let's track back a little bit how things got started. So apparently Neil Scone, the original guitarist from Journey, the current guitarist should stay, filed a lawsuit against Jonathan Kane last month in California State Court, alleging that Kane set up an American Express card without telling Scone and that millions of journey funds have flowed through it. So that's what Neil claimed. Uh, apparently, as Kane is blocks, blocking access to critical financial records, uh, Neil Scone attorney claimed in the suit, which was filed in, in the Contra Costa in the Bay Area, California, that Kane hasn't turned over the financial records that allowed Scone to know how much the band owes him. According to the lawsuits, Kane and Scone set up a company uh, after a previous legal dispute with the former bass player Ross Bailery that operates the band Nomata, which they own 50% each. So let's stop right here really quick. Just an average fan to listen to rock music in general. There's two different sides in this situation, okay? There's the music side. And then there is the music business. There are two different sides. And uh, it kind of explained this little scenario. Business is strictly business. Again, if you if became famous in a rock and roll band, you have a house. Maybe you have a family. You have cars to pay, bills to pay. Again, when you're making a living off a rock and roll band, of course... Where are you going to get that money from? You're going to quit your daytime job, right? Say, hell with that. I'm going on tour, making it big. That's where the music business come in. Now what happens where you have four guys, five guys, six guys, seven guys in the band. Well, how are you going to split it up? Again, music business. You're going to have to pay your crew members, your you know, truck drivers hauling your stuff, or maybe your, your, your tour bus driver that's, have a trailer hooked onto it, paying for merch, all that good stuff, gas, diesel, whatever the hell, food, all the expenses. All this stuff adds up when you do a tour. It should, especially now these days and the and the, the, the inflation where things are are you know the cost cost of living's rising up. So shit ain't cheap these days, man. And again, these guys are getting down to the nitty gritty when it comes to percentage of. Who gets what in the band? 
So I'll continue on the story here with between these both men. Uh, as I'm reading this article and uh, I see this quotation, I'm not sure if this is coming from the attorney or it's coming from Neil Scone, but and I quote, okay, I'm again I'm reading this article from Blabbermouth. As a member and a manager and a founder of the leader of Journey, the document said Neil Scone has the right to access and control the Nomoda's book and records. Scone has unfettered access to Nomoda's records so he can oversee and manage Nomoda's slash journey. So I assume the Nomoda is probably the financial record books, I assume. Unquote. So apparently Jonathan Kane released the following statement to Blabbermouth directly regarding Scone lawsuit. And I quote, This is a matter that should have been resolved privately. Bomb forced the public to respond now to Neil's malicious lies and personal attacks on my family. And I, in the effort to garner public support for his ill-conceived lawsuit and a lawsuit that had absolutely no merit. Neil Scone has always had access to the credit card statements, which he lacks. Why he is really seeking is the ability to increase his spending limits. Neil, since Neil decided to publicize what is going on, I can tell you we will represent the evidence to the court that shows that Neil has been under tremendous financial pressure as a result of his excess spending and extravagant, repeat that, extravagant lifestyle, which led him running up to enormous personal charges on the band's credit card account. When efforts were made to limit use of his card to legitimate band expenses, Neil unfortunately decided to attack me rather than trying to get his reckless spending under control. As he continued, as a quote, I am saddened by the situation for Neil and are for our fans, but since Neil filed a lawsuit, I suspect he will not be able to ignore the court like he has continued the countless financial advisors Accountants he fired over the past several years and tried to vain to help him. Kane added, unquote. Well, what do you guys think about this whole situation? Sound like Neil Schoen is a little greedy, which I see a lot of comments on social media from fans. Or either, or either could be a hardcore longtime Journey fan that knows about it. Again, a lot of these classic rock bands with a founding member who are under greed with money gets a lot of control of it, of course, and spends, 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 and look at their bank account and said, oh, shit, I spent a lot of money. Man, what should I do next? Let's dip in the band's credit card. Nah, we can't do that, man. According to Jonathan Kane's statement, uh, numeral, numerous financial advisors and accountants has uh, he has fi- apparently has fired over the past several years and try to help him out, but I guess his his financial needs are going out of control for the past years. I I don't know, man. Now you have your current keyboardist and your current guitarist going through a lawsuit over money. Again, greed and money, business. Those three things right there hurts a band. Why do you think a lot of bands either break up? Why do you think a lot of bands have grudges for years and never make things up? Why do you think a lot of bands either go on a hiatus and disappear for a couple years and then rejoin? Money. Come on, man. It's very obvious. Motley Crue. 
hey, we're going to call it quits and we're going to sign a contract and we're going to go away and never come back. Years later, hey, we're coming back and we're burning the contract. Give me the money, baby. Come on, man. Money. Mud veins has been on a hiatus for years. Hey, we're going to throw you a buttload of money if you do all these festivals for a reunion mud vein. You want to do a tour with Rob Zombie? Show me the moolah. Come on, money. Everything is run rye money. All these bullshit interviews. Man, it's all about the fans. Come on, man. Yes, it's about the fans, but at the same time, the big payday. Everybody can see it, right? Everybody can see it. Now I'm going to ask you, the listener, this question. If you're in a classic rock band, or, or a band that's going to hiatus, and again, you were really big back in, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, and you, you just called it quits, and then 15 years later, a promoter come up to her and said, you know what, I'm going to give you fucking $200,000 to play one show in South Carolina. Would you do it? Hell yeah, for $200,000? Shit, you don't have to work for years, man. But, again... This is why it's called music business. And things could go out of control sometimes where it could leave uh, a divide between a band. And when fans sees it, that puts a bad taste in the fan's mouth. Do you agree? So, again, uh, it's a very, very, very bad situation within the Journey camp. Especially since they've been doing good. Doing big shows like Lollapalooza, doing all these big tours. So, yeah. Hey, speaking of Motley Crew, they announced their official Crucial Crew box set. Speaking of money, <laughs> it's a highly successful stadium tour with Def Leppard and playing over 1 million fans across the North America. By the way, this is what the press release says. BMG has announced uh, the release limited edition, the Crucial Crew, the studio box set album from 1981 to 1989 featuring Motley Crue's first live platinum selling Preston Too Fast for Love and Shot to the Devil and Theater of Pain Girls 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 and Dr. Feel Good House in the Solid Black Slipcase with Foil Imprint and only available in this box set. The Crucial Crew box set will also be released on CD, only 10,000 uh, units of each configuration available globally. So there's that. Uh, any more details on his boxes and one which amount? Looking through this article here. Don't see it yet. But again, if you're a fan of vinyl and you're a fan of my crew, get your hands on this box set. That will be coming out in the near future. So how about that? Hey, Dave Mustaine, the frontman of Megadeth. Actually, I kind of agree with this statement here, folks. And he says, I quote, It's time for Metallica to step up and organize another Big Four concert. I agree with them. Now, the last time, well, I mean, I guess the last time they all four bands got together, obviously was Slayer being active. By the way, they're, they are retired, sadly. But the last time the Big Four was together was on September 14th, 2011. So almost 12 years at Yankee Stadium in New York City. Uh, since then, Metallica, Slayer, and Anthrax has played a number of shows together, including the 2013 Southway 
uh, Soundwave Festival in Australia. Uh, they also performed at 2014 me uh, Heavy Metal Festival in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. So, yeah, I agree with him. Bring back Slayer for what? One show? Two shows? Again, they only did two shows back in 2011. They did a California show in Indigo, was it Indigo, California? And they did the New York show. So East Coast, West Coast. That's it. You either had to travel or fly to one of these shows. And the, their very first uh, all four members played together was in Europe. So that's it. That's about the closest you get to a big four, uh, uh, all four bands playing one after the other, and then obviously playing that big massive uh, set at the very end, all four bands. But man, all eyes are on Metallica because they are the ones that organize these kind of festivals, so we have to wait and see. So we're going to end the news on a funny note here. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to make fun of this, but again, stupid people doing stupid things. Again, PSA for this episode. Again, just like last episode, if you're going to go to a rock show or a pro wrestling show, don't jump the barricades unless you're crowd surfing. Don't be stupid. By the way, if you're crowd surfing at a pro wrestling show, well, you're at the wrong, you're at the wrong event. <laughs> but, hey, you know what? Again, don't do anything stupid because who knows what bad could happen to you. So, apparently, the Black Crows... Classic rock band, great band by the way. Uh, Rich Robinson, the guitarist, used his guitar to forcefully remove a stage invader during a band's concert on Sunday, November twentieth, in Melbourne, Australia. So that's going down over in Australia. So shortly after the Black Crows launched into "Stare It Cold," which was the tenth song in the band's set, a large man attempted to run across the stage from the right side where several security personnel scrambling to intercept him to take him down. As the man, the man made his way towards the center of the stage, the black crow singer, Chris Robinson raises the microphone and swung it in the man's direction, but he was unable to make contact. The man uh, then made it to the left side of the stage where he got into a brief scuffle with one of the roadies before rich uh, removed his guitar, used it and pounded it. The man just above this chest forced him to jump off. And I, I haven't watched the video yet, so I got to check it out. But I assume he whacked his ass like a fucking baseball player. Uh, again, a guitar. Eh, if I could say it's probably a, roughly around 10 pounds, maybe. I mean, I got a guitar, I got numerous guitars and bass next to me. Depends on what guitar you get. Some are light, some are heavy. But. Man, getting whacked across the chest? Woo! Yeah, man, your chest is going to be like fucking Ric Flair chops red. I mean, dude, you can kill somebody with a goddamn guitar if you whack them on the chest. But uh, hopefully this guy's okay. I got to check more. If he, did he get arrested? I, I got to take a look at this this article here. But uh, apparently the Black Crows stopped the performance for a short time and a visibly angry Chris pointed and yelled at the audience member who appeared to be talking back to the frontman through, although it was unclear what was being said. The man was reportedly escorted from the building by security. So uh, I guess that that's ends the article. <laughs> so PSA, public service announcement for this episode, 
don't do anything stupid. Do not climb the rail if you're at a rock show, unless you're crowd surfing, or you're at a pro wrestling event. Don't do it. Because your ass will get whacked, get tackled, or get your ass pounded by somebody. Just a little FYI. All right, that ends the wrist portion of the show. Let's talk about pro wrestling. Let's talk about news in the world pro wrestling. And then uh, we'll end the show in the main event. Talk about WWE Survivor Series in Vince McMahon voice. All right, let's head out to the uh, body slam portion of the show. Alright, let's talk about the body slam portion of the show. We're talking about all things pro wrestling. Let's talk about news really quick. Shall we? We can kick off talking about WWE news. WWE Raw ratings down for Survivor Series Go Home Show. That's not good. The Wrestling Observer has reported the Monday Night Raw episode of Raw averaged 1.646 million viewers on the USA Network, virtually identical to the 1.648 million the show averaged last week. It's still the second highest audience total for Raw since October 17th. Of course, they had competition like always, Monday Night Football on ESPN which ran head-to-head with most of the Raw, was about the same audience uh, the NFL usually does on Mondays with 11 point million viewers. That's a big chunk right there, people. The football game topped the uh, cable charts with a 3.31 rating. By the way, it, it was... Ah, uh, shit. Who was playing this past Monday? I know the 49ers were playing this past Monday in Mexico City. By the way, Penta Alzado Miedo from AEW, he was at the game, and he hugged uh, Kittle. Uh, what position? Yeah, he, he's in the he's in the 49ers. I'm, I, I'm drawing a blank right now, but uh, yeah, man, he he's in the 49ers, and he gave him a 49ers mask, a pro wrestling match, luchador mask, pretty badass. But uh, otherwise, Monday Night Raw, a little short this past Monday. Uh, I like to do every Monday because of the NFL. WWE Science Cheers star Gabby Butler. So a star of the Netflix docuseries Cheer is coming to WWE. It was announced via People Today that Cheer star Gabby Butler has signed with a WWE contract. The 24-year-old Butler told People Magazine that she fell in love with pro wrestling after attending this year's SummerSlam in Nashville. Apparently, that's all it takes to love wrestling, I guess, right? Uh, where she spent time with the WWE co-CEO Stephanie McMahon. Butler says Stephanie really inspired her to take the leap into WWE. So we'll see how long she lasts in the WWE. That's the next question here. Uh, WWE's Montez Ford feeling 100% after a calf injury. So uh, apparently he was part of the the NBC's Today Show this past Tuesday uh, with his lovely wife, Bianca Belair. So Mia, Mia Yim, she has a name change. Her name is Big Chin. Big Chin? I don't know. Apparently WWE decided that's your name. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, I'm not going to laugh about this, but, uh, well, 
I, again, I don't know. I don't know. You tell me your your opinions about it. Mia Yim has got a new name, and WWE named me Chin. Uh, No comment. I'll say that. No comment. Uh, WWE also looking to have a new return in the near future. Uh, WWE's uh, Becky Lynch could be coming back in the imminent imminent future. Imminent. Imminent near future. Uh, According to Fightful Select, the the former multi-time WWE Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion is planned to be a mystery partner Hmm. for the Women's War Games matches at this coming Saturday Survivor Series. We'll keep tabs on that, see what's going to go down for the Women's War Games Survivor Series match. Uh, So what else is going on? All this past... WWE SmackDown ratings down slightly. Tops all TV uh, in the 18, the 49 demo. So, oh, wow. So, SmackDown averaged 2.232 million viewers. Do that. They're making more more numbers to Raw. On, uh, on Fox, down 1% from the previous week, which is still the second best audience total for the number of uh, shows since October 19th. SmackDown topped all of television with a .56 rating in the 18 to 49 demo. So how about that? SmackDown averaged seventh overall in viewerships on all major networks. There was competition, of course, in the form of the NBA game on ESPN went head-to-head. Averaged 1.34 million viewers as well as uh, finished second on cable. So, uh, yeah, SmackDown's kicking Raw's ass the past couple weeks. So, uh, there's that. So, Nashville is to host a WWE WrestleMania 43 if, if they build an enclosed stadium uh, at the Nissan Stadium in Nashville. So, all depends if they put a cap on the on the stadium in Nashville, they could host WrestleMania 43. Come on, Chicago, move your ass on this new stadium so we get a WrestleMania. Last time they've been here was WrestleMania 22. Shit, it's been almost what, 12, 15 years? Come on, man. So we we'll have to wait and see. And uh, end on the WWE news. Very good news from the WWE. WWE has uh, and has well WWE Royal Rumble. 2023 has broke the largest gate record in event history. Wow. So apparently the company sent out a press release this past Monday stating the next year's event has broken the largest gate record in Royal Rumble history. Congrats to the WWE. So the, uh, their press release, and I quote, WWE Royal Rumble 2023 slated for Saturday, January 28th has broken the company's record for the largest gate in the event's 36-year history. Over the weekend, Roy Rumble surpassed the 5 million mark. Wow! And previous record holder from 2017, the last time the event was held at San Antonio's Alamo Dome. Uh, this carries a 2022 trend in the 2023 where WWE set a gate records for many of his events, including WrestleMania, Extreme Rules, and Crown Jewels. So, on the WWE's investor call earlier this month, Nick Khan, the co-CEO of WWE, noted that the 2023 Royal Rumble has grossed 4.6 million. 
million at the time. Wow. So congrats to WWE for uh, reaching a, a significant milestone. All right, let's talk about all elite wrestling news, AEW. Well, Kenny Omega says it's not the elite against CM Punk. Encourage fans to let it go. But as I mentioned it, AEW will be in town tonight as I'm recording this podcast. The home of, of uh, uh, CM Punk. Of course, you're going to make a punk chant here and there. Well, we'll have to wait and see here. But apparently, ahead of AEW's uh, CM Punk's hometown of Chicago, Kenny Omega spoke to SI.com. I assume it's probably Sports Illustrated. And know that he is unable to address the speculation stemming from the backstage altercation from All Out 2022. He has also encouraged fans to move away from it because there's no information to be released. So let's read his article here. And I quote, There are things that no one can talk about. So I encourage people to let it go, says Omega. It doesn't change that we want a team effort in, in AEW. I don't want even mean implicity myself and my opponent. It also means the referee, the fans, the people who can set up the ring, and everyone, even a technical error, can ruin the memory of a match. I can refer back to the exploding barbed wire match, death match. That's why I'm laughing about this uh, as I continue here. And I quote, so I encourage people to move away from it because there's no information to be released. Though I I cannot talk about it, I do want the fans to know that I still want the best for pro wrestling. Unquote. So, uh, well, there's more to Kenny Mega's statement here. And I quote, this isn't Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks against CM Punk. It's, it is people trying to show off their craft. You can you can boo Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks or CM Punk, but I hope people don't forget that we're human beings and struggling to show our art. Unquote. So what do you think about that? So I know last episode, which is number 59, I had my nice little theory that CM Punk Situation could be all work, but uh, of course, AEW has released a new video game image of the cover without Punk on it now. Uh, it looked like they slapped it, slapped it together from a AEW Dynamite promo, but I'm waiting about it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my theory is all wrong, but we'll have to wait and see, my friends. All eyes are on the Win Trust Arena for All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. If anything big goes down, I'll let you guys know as soon as possible. All right, Darby Allen is heading to Japan in January to take part of the Great Muda's retirement match. That's badass. Pro Wrestling Noah has confirmed that Great Muda will team with Sting and Darby Allen in his retirement match on Sunday, 22nd, uh, 2023. Their opponents have not yet been announced yet. So that's pretty cool. Sting and Darby is going to be joining with the Great Muda in a retirement match. So, good stuff. MJF teases the UFC 282 appearance after an online confrontation with Patty Bimlet. So, uh, apparently, both stars went at it on social media. So, uh, I was reading it here on the Wrestling Observer, and I quote, I wouldn't be shocked if AEW World Champion shows on December 10th in Vegas. For this UFC fight. 
Now, I'm trying to read into it here. I'm sick and tired of talking about pro wrestling as if some fucking stunt show, he continued. The fact of the matter is Patty, the prima donna Pimlet, would not last two seconds in the pro wrestling ring with me. Now, this is coming from MJF. And as I continue one, as I quote, maybe not even one, pro wrestling is dangerous. Dangerous sport, and there's no one more dangerous than MJF. I can assure you when we come to London 2023, if Patty shows his face, he's going to find out that a saucer, I'm not sure what a saucer is, is no match for a long eyeliner. A long, long eyeliner. I assume it's probably a drink. I don't know. But uh, because I'm better than him, he knows it. Unquote. So uh, apparently both uh, both stars been going at each other back and forth. And uh, well, we'll have to keep our eyes peeled and see if MJF shows up at a UFC event. So that, that, there's a little take on that. So Marina Shafir confer, uh, confirms she is under AEW contract. Uh, talks uh, WWE NXT runs, so uh, there's that. Nothing news there going on there. Um, and uh, by the way, the Being Elite is back on the air on YouTube. Yeah, obviously they had a few clips on there of the fans chanting "fuck CM Punk" and exp- explanation and uh, not a full explanation, but they talk about how they miss uh, being in the pro wrestling ring and the, uh, it was the hardest two months. Uh, for the unboxing, Kenny Omega. So, uh, yeah, the B and Le- the B and the Elite is out and ready to view on YouTube. All right, and conclude the AEW news this past uh, Friday Night Rampage for full gear. Uh, average four hundred and forty-five thousand viewers on TNT, down two point four percent from the previous week. It's the lowest audience total for the uh, Rampage since October twenty-eighth. So, obviously, that show is not proven, but. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I did that. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Let's talk about New Japan news. Carl Anderson versus Hekaleo for the Never Open Way title match set for New Japan Tag, Tag League's final. It was originally, originally supposed to air on November 5th, but because of WWE Crown Jewels, that, that match got canceled. So now it got rescheduled on December 14th. On uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Tag Leads Final Tournament match from the Sunday Sun Plaza Hall in uh, Magaya, Japan. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling had confirmed on social media on Wednesday the Anderson challenger will be Hekaleo. So we'll have to wait and see if Carl uh, Anderson will drop that title and give it to Hekaleo. Makes sense, right? But sound like he won't be alone, sound like along with Carl Anderson as well. So, uh, Check it out in the New Japan world for uh, the Tag League's final and uh, the Never Open Weight Championship match. Also, other news in New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling Kings of Pro Wrestling 2022 will be decided on Takamika Nushu and Taichi. Joint the 50th anniversary pay-per-view show on December 19th. New Japan Pro Wrestling announced this past Monday that the final Kings of Pro Wrestling 2022 match will take place at Taka. At Taichi Joint 50th Anniversary Event on New Japan World Pay-Per-View on Monday, December 19th. Shingo Tagachi will defend the title against Taichi in a match with the stipulation yet to be announced. Machinaku and Taichi often collaborate as promoters of independent events. And although this show will air on New Japan World Pay-Per-View, it's technically not a New Japan event. So interesting news, but uh, uh, there you go on that.
And then kind of end the news portion of uh, the program body slam portion of the show. NWA versus AAA. Chalibra has announced for the Smashing Pumpkins concert in Mexico City. So, uh, man, this news is perfect for podcasts. Rock and roll and pro wrestling. Let's talk about it. A music festival headlined by Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins, is set to feature pro wrestling next year. That's pretty cool. On Wednesday, the World is a Vampire Festival has announced March 4th, 2023, in Mexico City, Mexico. A translation of the poster of the event advertising never seen before clash between the NWA, AAA, Lucha Libre, Mexican promotions. Uh, they will go collide against each other on this festival. And the bands are playing on this festival. Well, the Smashing Pumpkins are headlining. Interpol, I never heard of this band. Turnstile, this is a great band, great new band. It's going to be on the festival. Peter Hook and the Light. Deaf Haven, another great band. The Warning, and more. So rock and roll and pro wrestling. March 4th from uh, Mexico City, Mexico, 2023. So go check it out if you want to take a trip to Mexico. All right, here we are, the main event. Podcast is getting long, but we're going to end it very quick here. We're going to talk about WWE Survivor Series War Games. Let's talk about it. Five matches so far announced for the pay-per-view. So I, I think I mean the reason why it's probably sure is because of the War Games match. Of course, there's going to be two of them, the men's and women's. Let's talk about the women's match. The women's War Games match, the team of Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, and a to-be-announced mystery opponent. Uh, we touched about the mystery opponent. Could be Becky Lynch, maybe. We'll have to wait and see. Versus Team Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, EO Sky, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley. Which team will conquer the victory? My pick, the babyface, Bianca Belair, Alexa, and uh, the rest of the ladies on there. If they get Becky Lynch, if she's the mystery opponent or a partner, uh, um, yeah. That will boost this team and a landable victory. That's the reason why. That's my pick. Uh, team Bianca, uh, Bianca Belair. All right. The men's war games match. The brawling brutes. Sheamus, Rich Holland, and Butch. Versus, uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, Butch and Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens versus the bloodline. Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, Sami Zayn, and the Usos. Jay and Jimmy. Who's going to win? I really want the bloodline to lose. Give the brawling brutes the victory. That's going to be my pick. I'm probably going to be wrong. I know I'm going to be wrong in this. I, I Again, I hate the bloodline. But I'm pretty sure they're going to win it. But I'm going to go for the brawling brutes for the hell of it. Uh, you got some veteran key guys. Kevin Owens, McIntyre, Sheamus. Hell yeah. Give these guys the win. Up next, a singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship match. Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi. Again, Ronda Rousey is going to walk in as the women's champion, and she's going to walk out as the women's champion. That's going to be my pick, Ronda Rousey. She will retain the title. Why? Because she's the baddest female in pro wrestling, period. Up next, the singles match. AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. The battle of the leaders of the Bullet Club. 
former former members bullet crusher say. So AJ Styles will be tagged along with the Gallows and Anderson and Mia Yim of the OC and Finn Balor. We'll have the Judgment Day on their side with uh, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, Rhea Ripley. But uh, AJ Styles and Finn Balor, that match will be the highlight of the night. My personal opinion, it's going to be a hell of a match. Who's going to win? Uh, it's going to be tough. I love both men. But give, give AJ Styles the win. Hell with it. I'm a big fan of AJ's. I love Finn as well, but give AJ Styles the win. Uh, why? I can't say because both men are great. I'm a big fan of both men. So give AJ Styles the win. All right, last match of the card, the triple threat match for the WWE U.S. Champion. The current champ is Seth freaking Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. Will Seth Rollins retain the title or could Bobby Lashley get the title back around his waist? Or could Austin Theory finally get his chance to get gold around his waist? It's tough to say here, folks. Maybe Austin Theory could finally get his deservedly win out of this match and get the title. Or could Bobby Lashley get the title back? Or could Seth Rollins retain? Well, ah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be risky. If I had a bet on one person, one man that's going to walk out with the champion, I'm going to go for the underdog Austin Theory. That poor bastard's been getting, uh, again, uh, humiliated each and every week. Hey, he's been losing every match each week. I think now's the time. Now is the time to shine the light on Austin Theory. Give him the title. Why not, right? It's Thanksgiving. It's time to give back. Give Austin Theory the title. It's going to be my pick. All right, that's it, man. WWE Survivor Series War Games 2022 going down. I should have told you the date. How rude of me. December 26th, uh, this coming Saturday, live on the Peacock Network. Go check it out. I'm going to try to check it out as well. All right, that's it. No more. No muss. It's Thanksgiving week. Enjoy your holiday. Eat some food. Eat some turkey. Stuff your face. Unless you're working. Uh, Black Friday's coming up this Friday. If you have the money in your bank, go out and uh, buy some good deals like record stores, record companies, like Nuclear Blast. A lot, of these, a lot of these companies got some good record deals like vinyls and CDs or if you're a physical copy guy. And Pro Wrestling Tees has massive deals. Come on, man. Go get them. Support them. Get these pro wrestling shirts. Support local independent shows. Uh, yeah, man. That's it. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Happy holidays, and uh, I will talk to you guys next episode. By the way, Riffs and Body Slams at Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Riffs and Body Slams at gmail.com. Again, if you're a new subscriber, a new listener, I should say, hit the subscribe button. For a daily listener, thank you. All right, I'll shut up now. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs>